Welcome to Returning to Base, a MechWarrior Living Legends podcast. Our topic today is maps and mapping. Now, you might ask, wasn't your mapping episode just a few episodes ago? Well, you'd be right. And the reason we're doing another one is because that episode was several years ago and a lot of things have changed. So my guests today are Ancient Demise, who will be joining us later as well as Sabrist, who will also be joining us later, Rick Hunter, Hello. and Ivan, Hi. and Firehound. Hello. And of course me, your host, Warlord Kentax. So I think I'll start today with Rick Hunter. So... What made you get into content creation for MechWarrior Living Legends? Um, I think it started off with my uh, interest in finding the best type of uh, game environment for the, uh, for the player uh, community, which is highly dependent on the type of maps that are being played, especially nowadays that, ever, that the prevalent type of game is uh, the terrain control. Um, some maps are very good, um, play very well, like Mirage, lovely map. Um, and some maps, uh, well, don't play too well because of the um, often the placement of the uh, of the, the capture zones and um, general flow um, to and from uh, the factories. Sometimes create bottlenecks and such. So um, I was wondering if uh, if we could somehow improve it so that people would get less frustrated with um, some of the less uh, less popular maps. And that was kind of my goal to to um, give the community more um, more maps to choose from that can be slightly uh, better than the than the previous versions. So in that regard, what sort of uh, things have you made? Oh, I've only really touched on a couple of uh, maps, like uh, Desolation, TC Desolation. Um, but that one was an interesting uh, project because we don't have the sources anymore. And that means we can't actually edit it with the, uh, the map editor. So um, Sabrist, uh, he found a way to uh, modify certain content in the maps uh, via the XMLs that um, that uh, that are part of the configuration of the maps, and uh, where we could actually move cap zones and add content to the uh, to the map, as long as we uh, stay on top of the terrain, so we can add you know, features to it, but we can never go through the actual terrain. And um, yeah, Sabrist was patient enough and helped me figure out how to do it and um he's been um paramount in the whole call it a, so kind of uh, map hacking awesome uh what other maps have you worked on besides desolation um the only other one that i've really worked on was um ancient demises uh, zotomir version six and that one we do have the uh the sources for and uh Ancient was kind enough to uh, to allow me to to work on it, and 
I've been, um, yeah, pretty much trying to improve the flow of the game, uh, the, of that certain map, and uh, give it a unique, uh, more vertical uh, component. So um, there's a lot more vertical play where uh, players can uh, get onto many more um, bridges and, and uh, fire down at uh, the enemy below. So, um, yeah, that's a fun one. So, uh, Firehound and Ivan, have you had a chance to play that new version of Zodermir? I don't think I had yet, um, but I'm really looking forward to try it. I'm a great fan of Zodermir. Since the very beginning I saw that map, I always somehow saw, saw the potential, but we, are, we were then, back then quite a far way ago uh, 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 back from what that, that map can be and thanks to uh, recent efforts of Rick and Ancient and whoever was uh, contributing to that map it is uh, achieving its full potential and we are pretty close to it and I still like it I also have to add that Ancient was uh, was asking uh, feedback from some of the other um uh, veterans like Evan, uh, 20k, and um, on the on version six's uh, um, construction and playability. So um, he's a real, real cool guy asking the veterans how a map might even get better from player point of view as well. I've noticed a much greater variety of uh, assets being used in games now. Uh, for example, it used to be on Zodermir that eventually it just got to the point where there were a bunch of really heavy um, assault mechs walking around the map and dominating everywhere because the sight lines, uh, as they were, made it so that big, brawly, stompy mechs were the like cream of the crop when it comes to asset choice. And now you see lots of fast mediums to back cap, you see tanks driving around. Uh, there's, uh, I'd say there is maybe not an increased amount of use of battle armor, but battle armor seem more balanced. I think now on that map, they uh, because especially they can't buy ammo at the center base, and so they can't constantly restock their SRMs. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, an often. Uh... Well, I wouldn't say abused um, um, tactic, but it was definitely a valid tactic, and it, it could have been tough going against um, some of the uh, the very experienced BA players like Saber Fifteen and uh, and such. They could pretty much tear your uh, your heavy mech apart uh, with accurate. Um, yeah, all those SRMs. Yeah. Um, also, I really like how the forward bases no longer produce assault mechs. Uh, that really helps balance things out because uh, you have to walk the assault mechs in from a little farther out. Thankfully, it's not quite like, say, um, Ivory Towers, where there's nowhere to repair um, the assault mechs except at main. Uh, in yes. the case of Zudermir, uh, you can repair them at any base but center base. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, 
I do know that sometimes uh, Zunermir, even now, can get a little bit stompy, just like any map. And uh, the forward, especially when the enemy takes your forward base, it becomes difficult to recover from that. But the opportunity to back cap the enemy's forward base is a lot more pronounced on Zudermir than on other maps. Uh, for example, on some other maps, sometimes you can't really find a good route to get to the enemy's base. Uh, but it's on Zudermir, you can just go all the way around the back side of the map, and it's not that far out of your way, uh, as yeah. long as you're in a fast mech. And that's that's one of the issues with the, the current version of uh, Desolation is is that the uh, positioning of the um, the forward bases are pretty well protected in a way, and it's hard to mount a successful back cap on them unless you go in uh, with uh, with a couple of other um, teammates, um, and. That's one of the limitations of the, of the uh, XML hacking is actually moving bases or anything that's um, within um, the uh, the terrain is almost impossible. Um, so you can add content, but you can't actually move content very easily. So um, yeah, uh, I'm just saying that back cap, uh, the ability to back cap is highly dependent on the uh, on the layout of the uh, of the map. Would it be possible to um, have a new hangar somewhere else? No. Um, adding spawn uh, locations is incredibly difficult. Uh, we've already tried it in the past a little bit, Sabres and I, but um, weren't very successful. Um, it's still something that might be possible in the future with more testing, but it the whole process of actually... Um, modifying part of the XMLs is is a tedious process because you have to pretty much guess where the pieces will go via the coordinates of, of the of the uh, in-game coordinate system and then you have to place it and you have to size it properly and each time you make a change you have to exit the game, reload the server, reload the map, um, reload the client and then see what your changes are, are like and then repeat many, many times. I will add one more thing, if I may. The second you have to modify the terrain to fit the spawn or the base, you are screwed in this method, right? Yeah, you can't. You cannot modify the terrain. You can only add things on top of the terrain. Sadly, outside of the editor, we can't touch the terrain still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you've already tried many times with the uh, editing uh, the height map, right? I smashed my head on so many walls, and I I am I don't have any walls to smash my head against. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out. Actually, it's quite amazing what you guys were able to do with this this kind of editing because the first time I saw the you know the this result of the XML editing in action was the new version for Urban Jungle, and yes, I, exactly. I was Urban like, Jungle was the first one, yeah. Yeah, and I was quite surprised at how it is possible that now the bases are different, etc., etc. So I started to question that: Do you guys actually get the cry files or the source file for Urban Jungle? Because I couldn't imagine any other way to edit that map. So it was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite something. Um, 
I'm glad we have that uh, possibility. And I know that uh, Sabristis is actually um, uh, working on some other maps. I think um, Ring of Fire he's working on. Oh, good. So there are uh, some, most likely some positive changes coming to uh, our existing, uh, some of our existing maps, which will make them most probably play better. Yeah, Ring of Fire is one of my favorite maps, but it's got no uh, map boundaries. It's got uh, no defense turrets. It's got misplaced or misaligned um, cap zones. Several flaws, but genuinely, it's the map, the single map that looks best in CryEngine. I agree. That does look good. If only we ever could iron out the flaws. Well, some of it can be done. Let's say, um, for example, I think the client side has a few bumps in the runway um, for ASFs, and uh, that runway is known to to eat uh, planes that take off and possibly land. Um, and uh, I believe he's actually making headway on that to to fix that uh, fix that uh, issue with the. Um, with the landing strip. Excellent. I know that's one of the problems I've had with that map. I always have to take off a funny way to make sure I don't suddenly slam into the ground. <laughs> yep, those are the frustrating things. And if we can get them fixed, then great. Actually, that's, uh, that touches on another topic of uh, why I removed um, the ASF and the VTOL component in uh, Desolation. It's not simply because uh, I'd like to have uh, just a, um, a, a ground-based battle, but uh, mainly because uh, sometimes the ASFs, when they would spawn, and the VTOLs, when they would spawn, they would spawn halfway in the actual ground. And if a uh, player would jump into them, it would most probably insta-give them. Yeah, that happened to that me a was, couple times. That was a, quite a frustrating thing, so I decided to remove it. And it's something that I still want to work on um, to see if we can somehow fix that. Um, but um, yeah, that was mainly the, one of the main reasons why I removed the ASF and uh, VTOLs on that map. So what have you worked on most recently? Um, just those two, really. Um, I, I've you know, touched it other, a couple of other maps just for testing purposes, but uh, those are the only two ones. Are there any particular map features that you'd like to point out? I know not not necessarily that you've worked on, but that uh, specific map features that you're particularly proud of uh, that like anybody has made. User joined your channel. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, what you're saying? Oh yeah, the um, some features of the map. So geez, um, oof, that's a tough one. I'd say it's more. Um, Well, you always take a look at some of the most classic maps, like TC Mirage. Why does it play so well? Uh, the way it funnels um, the fight towards the midpoint and how the midpoint is valued um, twice as much as, as, as the other cap points. And um, why that, that, that map has such a, a good playability and replayability. The way that um, it encourages uh, team pushes and team retreats. Um, uh, people don't get lost very easily. Um, I think that's looking at, at those classic maps. Um, 
should be a a, uh, um, a good um, starting point, or at least to to, to borrow uh, elements from, uh, because we know that that does work. Yeah, like uh, Death Valley is a very good example of that um, uh, yeah. as well. And what was really unfortunate, of course, with Death Valley is that it's one. It, it's been around since I don't know what version of Living Legends. It, it was out pretty early uh, from the Wandering Samurai uh, uh, dev team. And uh, the center base was highly weighted even back then, but there was no mention of it on the map or anywhere else to my knowledge. And so uh, the enhanced ticket bleed from capturing it was only discovered by people playing it or by hearing it from uh, devs. And so uh, just random uh, pub players like I was at the time uh, had no idea that it was that it was actually uh, something that mattered. Oh yeah, very much so. And I think most of the maps nowadays have uh, um, labels on the uh, on the map when you bring up the uh, map via the M button. And it tells you exactly what the uh, what the cap values are. Yeah. In all honesty, the, the whole cap system, the way that it displays, would it be even better if uh, MWL will actually show you the rate of um, of ticket loss versus simply the number of uh, of um, of uh, map points held? Because then you wouldn't actually have to do the calculation. In your mind, uh, okay, if we here hold this map and this map is valued at 1.25, and the other map is valued at 0 0.5, you know what is going to be our overall ticket uh, drain? Could just do a um, blue red slider bar. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that's possibly in the pipe in the pipeline for uh, for MWL, but um, that would be a, a definitely easier. Uh, for for people to understand what's happening with the tickets. Depends on how advanced we can get with the uh, UI. Yeah, that's always the difficulty. <laughs> uh, ticket tracking overall will will be very welcome addition to the what we already have, like on the scoreboard or somewhere else. Definitely. Um, oh yeah, so, welcome, Ancient Demise. I guess. Okay, um, and Rick Hunter, do you have any other plans for the future when it comes to, um, map making? Um, I'm certain there are plenty of maps that, uh, that we can always work on, uh, some being, of course, uh, well, they would only require uh, or only could be map edited via the XML edits, which, of course, like I mentioned, take a long time to do, and there's only so many things you can do with it. But um, none in the pipeline, really. Um, in all I see, I still want to improve uh, desolation a bit, especially the uh, F6 uh, cap point, which which is the one the, in the... Um, in the mountains, so the one that's uh, sitting on top of the mountains, uh, it has that uh, snowman on top of it. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think it's still too far away from the 
uh, from from the general fight at mid, in the middle of the, uh, the map. So um, I'd love to, to be closer, but it's again, it's one of those things where you're limited on what you can do and how you can place uh, the pieces and um, on on this uh, on this uh, XML edi editing uh, method is is limited, and you only can put things on top of the existing terrain. So if I would want to bring that closer, um, I would have to uh, put a whole bunch of other pieces on top of um, on top of the uh, the closer peak uh, towards the middle of the mountain and uh, sorry to the middle of the map. And uh, yeah, it's difficult to do that. And then of course to make sure that all assets can get there properly, that the ramps are not too steep, and that it doesn't look too janky. It's uh, it's really difficult to do it. So I remember you uh, saying like telling me just how, like you said tedious earlier and I don't think that even comes close to describing the level of tedium that <laughs> that because uh, the first time you told me went right before the first public release of Desolation uh, that you had done over 300 individual builds of that level and yep. uh, and like had to load it up again on the server test it out oop didn't work then you have to go back fix it, put it together again, load it back on the server again, test it again. And in, in all honesty, you know, anybody can do it. Um, the, the, the way that we can, uh, we can do these, these edits, uh, it's, it's relatively straightforward. Um, it's just, like, like you mentioned, it's, it's a tedious way to do it. But anybody can do it, and if anybody wants to do it, um, you know, ping me in, in Discord and I'll, I'll run you through it. And it's... Um, once you know how to do it, it's, it's straightforward. Um, you heard it here, folks. Everybody, ping Rick Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I can technically put a huge wiki article on that and uh, and with examples and such. You know, that's not not a bad idea, Fire. Um, that's some, okay, you know what? That's something that I'll, 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 I'll work on in, uh, in the future. Good idea. Uh. Probably I will stay in uh, editing the source file within the actual editor. <laughs> oh, yeah, trust me. If you have a source, I'd rather do that. Yeah, of course. I'm just joking, of course. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think I'll move on to Ivan. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I think we briefly touched this. That how, how did I start in this whole mapping topic for, for MVLS, so I, I will try to be brief here, so I just really liked the game when it released and shortly after I started to make maps for it because I was sort of interested in this creative, you know, process and, you know, releasing something which others can play on, etc. So I find it always interesting. And here we are, I don't know, <laughs> 10 years later still doing this, so it's interesting, definitely. Thank you for your contributions. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No worries. And so, uh, what? Uh, I mean, this is a pretty long list. Uh, what have you made? Well, maybe. Well, lots of things. The most recent ones are these um, uh, server-side time-of-day support for for certain maps. And just uh, they, this update was just released recently in, I think, in the 13.1 version. 
and I recently worked, worked on these. In the past one or two years, I was I was not uh, really available all the times for the for the mapping team, so I was not uh, active uh, recently as as much as I was before. But uh, here I wanted to do these things, so I made uh, some quick adjustments for for some of the maps, and um, I'm happy that they could be released. Uh, with the time of day settings. Um, is it just the time of day, or does it control more uh, in the map? Yeah, it controls more. Actually, other so we knew it was possible always because other map mappers or or maps were were doing that in the past. So ancient here is is always doing like a proper time of day setup for for his maps, I believe, and. Uh, even if you look at Extremity, which was released, I think, within the first version of, of the game, then it has all sort of, you know, time of day settings with various effects. So uh, the changing the time uh, doesn't just control the, you know, if it's night time or a daytime, but it can control certain effects, like uh, whatever you can imagine, basically, within the engine. And um, I was never really experimented this with these settings because um, I don't know it was not really so widespread to have maps which which have these features so I was always um, satisfied with a with sort of a static uh, time but when uh, when the team actually uh, I maybe Star Trek did this this uh, I'm not sure about it but it, it could be him that who did this uh, setting for the server that uh, it, it, it is now possible to change the time of day for the map um, from the from the actual server console, and I knew that my maps are not suitable for this, so I was a bit afraid that uh, what could happen. So this is why I started to think about it: that how can I improve my maps to support this feature? I had a lot of fun playing uh, the foggy version of uh, Wildlands. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not just controls the, the the actual you know day and night, but as you mentioned, it has some extra effects like uh, increasing fog, maybe some other weather effects such as like haze or rain or or uh, sandstorms and uh, very low visibility and things like that. So I I was trying to play with these settings a bit that. Each each of these maps has has have basically like uh, four settings. The first one is the default. Then you can some you can have some clear nights at one a.m. and some weather effects at, at five p.m. and some night night time plus weather effects at at eleven p.m. So essentially, you you get like four different versions, which is cool. I think. I know I played. Uh, what's that? Uh... Thunder Rift recently, and it was nighttime. That was an interesting change. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of the actually order um, maps in the game were or are supporting the different time day settings. However, I think we will need uh, to do a pass on them because I checked a few just out of curiosity, and uh, I saw that partially they are set up. Like I don't know from from seven in the morning to maybe afternoon, but after that they are sort of switching back to to uh, sort of the default crisis settings. You know, this normal Earth-like uh, day and night setup. So it can look very weird uh, uh, on some of the maps. 
but generally they they do support these these dynamic time of days i think most of them do actually just we need to make sure that uh, it is not not looking weird yeah this is something that we take care of uh like you mentioned you know, we just take a look at every map and see what time of day uh, does work and what doesn't work with that certain map and um on the server side we can pretty much say okay um there is one thing there is i'm sorry there is one thing with time of day uh uh, I was not very familiar with the editor and mapping in, in in the whole, but what I noticed is that the exact time of day uh, has a big role in baking the textures and the, the somehow uh, shades over all textures in the, in, the, in a level, and when the uh, time of day is uh, changed too much in the hue or in the brightness or anything like that it happens that the texture textures became way off and it looks very strange yeah it's actually a setting in the editor which you, which can, you can calculate the textures uh, based on the time of day the current time of day as you know. yeah something like that it is bound in a weird way and it's not too obvious when when, when one encounters it and only later uh, it has become clear to me what happens. I had like purple grass and yellowish sunset something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it can be very weird. So one thing is the textures, and then one other trick is what I usually use is that playing with the light, and the lightning, lighting, and the color of the lighting. So it can also change the, the look of the map very dramatically and if the time of day is changed then, then the whole look and feel of the map will be different so there are multiple things to to influence the look of the map true and the most annoying thing to me is that the editor does not save the settings or at least not for me i always have to edit them by hand in a text file the time of i believe you have to click the record button then you can drag the sliders around I, I, I supposed I was missing something, but I will try next. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ivan, what sort of map features out there do you find the most interesting? Mm, features in terms of, like, effects or rather gameplay or... Well, whatever you like. Mm, probably I think uh, I would go with gameplay, so I like that um, when, a map is, when a map is sort of plays well, so I think uh, this is the most rewarding thing, I guess. Um, so this is what I'm always trying to aim for, not always succeeding, but <laughs> at least I try. So if a gameplay is good, there, there is good back and forth on the map, you know, close matches, uh, I think those those are the things which I like the most. Certainly, I enjoy close matches, even when I lose. <laughs> right. Um, do you have, uh, beyond this, uh, the time of day settings, do you have any other future plans for maps? Yeah, actually, so... Um, there is always this talk about 
marshes, TC marshes and TC Enceladus that uh, they are too too big and um, sort of a walking simulator and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> so probably we should we should take a look at that. We, we already talked about it, I think, with, with Sabrist. Um, one of us will do it probably. Doesn't really matter. Uh, I can do it. He can do it probably. So I think uh, it. Cryfiles ready for that? Yeah, of course. So it's it's totally totally accessible. Um, We have the source files for it. So and actually, I think it would be pretty easy to change them and even you know spice up the gameplay a bit on them to you know move the bases closer, etc., etc. So we could we could sort of uh, get those maps back into the rotation. Another, uh, I think, pain point is Altai, so TC Altai, which is a, which is a very beautiful map, but unfortunately, it's very lately on the servers because it has also gameplay issues. I I tried to do uh, pass on it once already, but uh, didn't really work out. So maybe we should give it another chance. Yeah, and then. Yeah, go on, sorry. The mountain layout on the on it is is kind of restricted, restrictive in what we can and cannot do for gameplay. It's kind of the desolations um, uh, limitation, but likely we do have the the, the the source files too. Yeah, we have the source on it. But yeah, it is a beautiful map. Um, um, if we could get that uh, uh, tweaked a little bit, that'd be lovely. I love how it looks underwater when uh, with all the coral. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks really nice. This is why I would be, I would be glad to to save it, or or you know make it great again, <laughs> to, <laughs> to actually show this that we have this map laying around which nobody plays on, and it would be great to have some matches on the on that. Um, and then we have an unfinished map, I think. Uh, I think it's Canyon or something like that. It's an interesting design. Uh, I think it's sitting like 70% uh, in, in terms of completion. So I think it can be finished uh, relatively soon. And uh, the final thing I want to do is maybe bring in City Tech as an official map because I made it um, as a community map and I still have, I think, the sources for it. Oh, that'd so, be great. Because that's so, yeah. a fun map to play. I mean, it yeah. works best with 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 lots of people. Because um, uh, of the, uh, the some of the, the a little bit further apart, but once you have a good uh, full population server, the brawls in it are epic. Yeah, the, and the, the problem is, is with that map is that uh, I don't really like the buildings on it because. Um, the buildings that we have, for example, on, on uh, outskirts, like the, or or even uh, stone rows, they are much nicer and less performance intensive or mm-hmm. less resource intensive. And uh, uh, what I have on City Tech is pretty much uh, like not really well optimized. So I would like to replace um, those buildings with the nicer models, which are which are you know doesn't require as much. Um, computing power and so on and so forth. So it would be a great update, I think. I know one thing with um, City Tech, which I love City Tech. It's a great map. Um, One thing I think it could maybe use is I have a hard time finding the repair bay and the hangar. Even though you've marked it on the map, I still have a hard time finding the repair bays and the factories. (laughs) So many buildings. (laughs) 
we need big VR hidden here signs. <laughs> Probably those can be it would be a great big billboard on top that advertises some unit or something like all those old all those old maps. You know, they'll have like a billboard with an advertisement for a unit, and uh, put that on top of each uh, repair bay and factory, and that way uh, it might be able to use it as a way to guide people to those locations. Right, I think it might be possible. <laughs> And the last thing is what Reed just mentioned before that um, they should check the, the time of day settings for all the official maps. And if if we see something which is not great, then then we can try to fix it because I think we have the sources for all the official maps, so it's not an issue to to correct them. A while back, said that I was going to go around and uh, test out the um, base lambs. Um, uh, relative to um, base runways since uh, I really, 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 really don't like getting bombed while on the runway. And uh, there's a few maps where it can be done. For example, um, Frostbite right now, only the Inner Sphere runway is vulnerable to being bombed, whereas the Clan runway has enough laser anti-missile systems in the right position. So even though there's the same number of laser anti-missile systems between the uh, the runway on either side of the map, uh, the positioning of them in Frostbite uh, on the Inner Sphere runway allows for the Inner Sphere runway to get bombed. Hmm, I was not aware. I, maybe we can put this on the list. <laughs> to Actually, fix. in in the most recent update, they've increased the um, the base defenses and especially the uh, uh, against air targets. So that may have changed a little bit. I think you might have to take take another run at that. Yeah, even if the um, even if the base lambs still allow for bombing of the runway, uh, the increased base defenses might just uh, scare those bombers away in the first place. Well, still won't stop the high altitude bombing, but that's not typical. Um, <coughs> so I already asked about future plans. So, uh, Firehound. Uh, do you feel ready to answer those questions? I can try. Cool. I guess what made me to create content for MVLL is in the first place I felt it was lacking. Uh, in the first place we were, were direly lacking documentation. Like, our wiki was uh, in, in, in sort of a transition between uh, starting and actually existing like it is today. And mostly for the content creators, it was lacking uh, any consistent information. It was a few, maybe five articles, but they, led, uh, they never led to a complete, uh, for instance, level or a map that one could read the articles or fall back to them to reference a certain issue or thing or, or something and to create a successful at least working map it was just starting and no one could actually get there and uh, I know this because I, I tried and uh, the first thing the first hump 
I encountered was the documentation. And then, after that, uh, we, we were then, like we are today, lacking the assets, like uh, uh, buildings, destroyed buildings, uh, new buildings, uh, the dropships, notorious lack of dropships, and uh, destructible trees and light posts, for instance. Uh, after that, uh, uh, not after, meanwhile, uh, while trying to tackle each problem I encountered, uh, I also have started learning, learn, learning things, and uh, one, of, one of the things that was most pay, painstakingly to learn was the performance issue. One cannot simply put some 3D object, uh, 3D object in the engine, import it, and expect it to, to work well. One has to optimize it. And that's a lot of time to figure out and to uh, uh, create a, or establish a workflow that can be documented. And I try to put it on Wiki, but as I'm not a native English speaker, that is only halfway done. The, the bulk of information is about there, but it has to be sorted through by some, some native speaking English uh, editor that make sense so other people can figure it out what uh, I actually wanted to say there. Yeah, That's thank you. I really, I really like those, uh, the documents. And not, not that I have been able to make much use of them since I'm not a map maker, but uh, I think they're, uh, yeah, I think they they're really helpful. Yeah, they've been helpful for me. I mean, I'm I'm still very much of a beginner map maker, and I haven't even really touched terrain editing. So, um, um, but I yeah, I was definitely uh, um, scrolling through the kindly. Thanks for the feedback. I don't know. It's 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 very useful. Um, it's um, that and and actually, um, uh, ancient, uh, you uh, created a wonderful three-hour video um, explaining the the, the beginning and. Uh, basically making a map from, from, from scratch and going through all the parts and that also was very helpful. Um, Glad that could be helpful without me having to edit it. <laughs> no, it was it was excellent. It was uh, I just kept on going back to certain parts and familiarizing myself with it to to, to uh, help uh, demystify the the map editor. Um, and of course, I asked a lot of a lot of people, uh, you guys involved. Um, how to do certain things, and when you run into certain problems, how to how to get around them. So it's good to have that resource. A map from scratch is still way over my head. I'm still struggling with editing existing maps and uh, with uh, produ producing proper content, but possibly with tools and suits that are legally uh, available for free and that one can legally produce content without loyalties or anything due to the to the parties that provided the tools. Namely, uh, one of the things that bothered me most was that most of our content is uh, uh, ownership-wise some, somewhere in the gray area. We cannot uh, say for each and every asset in the game it was produced by this and this person 
and he has the full right to it. And that bothered me the most. That's why I tried to establish the, the, the workflow and the work pipe through as much as possible free to use tools and uh, free to use royalty free. That's one of the issues I was trying to address with using the notorious blender everyone uh, knows about but uh, uh, tries not to use it because it's some to start to begin with. That, that was one of my uh, primary concerns uh, that we uh, are entitled to the ownership of the content that we create for, for this or any other game or in, in general. Um, so what's like the most recent uh, 3D model you've worked on? The most recently added model to the game was the Conquiscator, if that's the right way to pronounce it. It's the great dropship we didn't uh, see featured on any map yet, except that of Volkodav. It is uh, an early release, alpha testing, stage something, and it's the only map that features it uh, this far. And from the other officially supported maps, the most recent uh, featured uh, 3D model is the Vanir, uh, Vanir or somehow, it's the clan uh, ghost beer dropship that is on the uh, stone rose map that is on the clan side in the uh, inside the fortress on the clan side the main span nice i really Meanwhile, like seeing those dropships in the game i tried hard to make them to be uh, worthwhile seeing thank you for the compliment and uh, one of the things uh, we figured out somewhat late in the uh, development of that model is it has it, it is too heavy arm that it ever can be used in its full uh, arms complement in any map of of our mod. It simply has too too much firepower to stand on the ground and uh, even for the main base. Did you also make the um, the dropship that's crashed on Scorched? Uh, on Scorched, we have two dropships actually. The two the scout. Yes, I was getting to that. <laughs> have two scout uh, scout uh, dropships, a light class, and one of them was uh, kindly uh, textured uh, recently by a professional texturer. Uh, that I understand is now working with Nene uh, in some not to dis disclosed yet project. Uh, they have a collaboration. I hope they, they succeed in it, whatever they do. And uh, that dropship is the Broadsword. Uh, the other dropship is the Ancient Aurora, but that is known from uh, earlier uh, maps, I think. Zuid had, had it featured first. Not in a working version, but just as a, uh, uh, just on the rooftops in the middle, and the in the middle the crushed one is a warship. It's an actual warship, and it's from Star League era. I have studied so much homework about it to make it look like a real thing, and I hope I succeeded. It's an AGS heavy I, cruiser. 
Hey, look cool, by the way. I like this new dropship model. That's what we have. That final look is due to ancient demise working on the textures. Textures uh, to the last uh, minute for the release. I had made some uh, approximate uh, texturing uh, just to set the UVs right, and the final textures were placed by him. Uh, don't blame me for it, I was just hacked it together. Yes, we had also issues through and things like that. Uh, do you have any plans for the future uh, with uh, creating content for MechWarrior Living Legends? Well, I was uh, hoping, and I'm still not totally giving up, to produce the, the, the uh, ever-needed, direly uh, destructible light post that eludes us all this time, and the destructible tree uh, that we lack. Uh, it has to be both destructible and not to burden the engine, possibly at all, so it can be used in great amounts. Uh, the light post, uh, we were really close a year and a half back but i had a hard disk crash and uh, since then i somehow switched to lazy mode and didn't work too much uh, in that regard anymore and more recently i have started a 3d model of a mobile fortress a world of plague thing and uh, i got a decent amount of publicity and uh, feedback on it across uh, forums and discord and I was was hoping if I could somehow cram it into uh, a MVLL map someday but that is still somewhat in the future well thank you very much for all of that input you're welcome okay so we also have ancient demise um so what uh made you get into content creation for mech warrior living legends um it's been a long time i'm not really sure any at this point um there wasn't a lot done at the time um i don't remember who started at first but between me, Coffinell, and Duff all started working on maps around the same time and kind of helped each other get started. This was back in 2011, I think. What uh, things have you made for the game? A um, bunch of unnamed now uh, community maps, and then um, made several uh, official maps. Uh, one of them, Ivan, helped me turn from a community map into an official project after the shutdown, and that's Harvest. Um, what else did I make after that? Uh, just trying to remember them all. Uh, most recently, I've made um, Tukiad, uh, Scorched, and Coliseum. Cool. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with Scorched, uh, especially uh, exploring the various uh, heat conditions over the map, like how 
sure, jumping in the molten lead heats up my mech, but I, it, the conductivity is so high that I can actually fire my weapons uh, pretty, pretty frequently, better than I could if I was out of the lead. Rapidly, but not all at once. Right. Yeah, I, I made that so um, people would have to approach everything a little bit differently, um, which some people like and some people really don't. I think that's great, and the different conductivity and heat levels available on Scorched, um, that also adds another uh, uh, dimension to the map. Um, I believe it's in at the middle uh, part of the map where it's the higher you go, the less hot it gets. Yeah, it's, it's uniform. Um, I think there's four or five levels of heat and conductivity. Took a little bit of work to get working properly with some flow graphs, but um, as long as you don't change them too rapidly, it works pretty well. Yeah, no, it's a, it adds a nice dimension to the map that not unfortunately not everybody knows about, um, and uh, I kind of put that in the map hits on on the server, but um, yeah, not everybody reads that either. So <laughs> yeah, even if you put it right in their face when they spawn, they're not going to read it half the time. <laughs> Everyone loves the debug gun on Scorched. That needs to be removed, <laughs> honestly. It was a mistake. Mistakes happen. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, you mentioned um, Harvest. And one of the complaints, since, you know, uh, I should be a conduit for the community, right? Um, that I heard is uh, they would like fewer lag cabbages. Uh, they have a, some people in the community, uh, and some players have been having a uh, drop in frame rate when they get near the cabbages. Oh, <laughs> if someone can make a plowed field texture, we could replace all the decals we have there, and that would save a lot. It's not the cabbages themselves that are causing the problem, it's the uh, the texturing that we had to do to make it look like a plowed field. Huh. Interesting. And uh, one thing I did have to say, because one of the big features of the last podcast uh, that uh, you and Ivan were here for um, was uh, TC Palisades. And what's really sad is not only has is it almost never played, I've never played it yet, not even once, and I'm really sad about that because I want to play it. It's it seems like that map is hit or miss with um, people and how they play. Uh, I think they a lot of people just like to push the center and, and stake around there instead of walking all the way around in smaller groups, which uh, appears to be the much more effective strategy on that map. Um, if it's played right by the right teams, it can be very fun. Um, you can be in engagement in the middle and then completely get flanked by, I think I played it once and there was two demolishers came down the road from the side and blindsided everyone. It might get some complaints, but, uh, Rick Hunter, would you put it in the rotation, uh, for us so we could see it again a little more frequently? If I may su suggest something about the Palisades DC version. Uh, in my opinion, the map offers too many options for the average guy, for the public uh, gamer. Maybe produce one or two versions 
that has different areas as playable and just reduce the, the options on half or, or one third of the options to use the map. I think the usual uh, common player gets confused by the options. I find, found myself uh, just raiding the map, seeking ac action that seemed to happen always uh, behind the hill. Oh, so even though the enemies were close and your ally was close, uh, they were actually very far away due to the uh, different routes through the map. Is that what you're saying? A kind, kind of that. Um, yeah, I would like to put it back onto the uh, onto the rotation, but unfortunately, it did get some uh, some criticism. Um, I think it's it's not just the, the the map routing, but it requires pretty much a full server for it to be um, really uh, to play very well. Um, anything less than that, it becomes um, pockets of, of 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 battles and the time traveled um is often pretty high so it uh, makes it i say we we just we just split the play area and produce two or three vari variants of the same map that well, we could figure that quickly. out without having to um, make separate files yeah um that would be yeah. ideal hey and actually that's a good question can one set different um out of bounds areas, depending on some server if setting. You, if you can figure out how to activate or deactivate them, and activate or deactivate spawn areas too. Yes. Huh. Something's working. Sounds sounds like a feature request. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we can try to experiment with time of day setting as I well. I think I think one of the first things to do would be cut off half the map. So keep the bridge and keep one half of the side base or side um uh factories it'll make it a little bit asymmetrical but it might shrink the area enough if just my gut's feeling that the map has enough content that it could work work in two or three versions that would uh, feature only part of the whole thing and still be interesting for most public gamers so you're saying that like even if we had to have multiple copies in the files. We could have like uh, Palisades West, Palisades East, and Palisades North. And Palisades Part 2. Or something like that, yeah. Like sequels. Um, so, yeah, also what Ivan was saying about possibly being able to link that to time of day, if that feature could ever be implemented that'd be really cool because you could actually change what zones are capturable on a regular map imagine bogs like with a few even some more cap points but over the course of the match that some of the cap points stopped working or something but that would be really hard with the uh um what do you call that the uh mini map i think uh it would be probably the mini map you could swap out with a different file um or maybe there is a comment for the minimap in, in original Crisis, I think. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing something about this. Go ahead. It's not in the, in the, in the flow graphs, 
but I think someone in the modding forum uh, mentioned in the C++ code it can be ordered to be swapped. So I think it they did something a, like uh, that in a single player. I think so. Yeah, it would just be awesome to be able to move capture zones around uh, during the course of a match. It would force players to actually, you know, explore the entire map and not just stick to the same play uh, play mode. So I've, t- I've tried a explain. little bit to to um, get into uh, making that dynamic, the out of bounds and spawn areas, but um, there's a lot of limitation with the flow grass. We need the someone from the C++ side to edit what's available in the flow graph part totally. of the map, and then we could make these dynamic changes. Uh, I was very excited once I learned that the factories can be moved while the game is running on the server. I have uh, experimented for a while with dropships as factories, as actual factories, like to have a dropship, dropship land on the spot, and that you can spawn and build there and once uh, it is finished that it dusts off and that you can't no more build there on the spot and i have managed on a trial map it's the i repurposed the kandahar map from uh, the late dub and i have tried on the release 9 and i uh, managed to, to, to have a dropship get down enable a factory and to sp- to spawn assets and to build and everything and to dust off and once he lands again even the factory can change uh, sites can change teams but i did not manage and did not figure it out is why the turrets didn't swap uh, the teams as they showed and since then i have tried to understand the turret code but i still am not certain how to make one turret uh, change teams with a movable factory with a fixed factory it can be managed but as soon as you move the factory uh, something is uh, off and i did not uh, figure it out completely but on the other side the factory can be made to move across the minimap and it registers and the game renders it on the minimap as in motion and it was i was very excited to find it out that is pretty cool wow totally I think ultimately it may have to be someone else that does the palisades. Every time I edit that map, um, something with a basis in my computer corrupts. Uh, it's it just never, it's never the same twice. Yeah, actually, when when Fire mentioned the moving factories, I I had some really bad memories of, uh, about it as well. When when the factories are you know stop working on or spawning different assets in different places and uh, and all the synchronization questions beha- between the players who are just joining and who are in the game still the sees the end of the game so etc etc it brings up a lot of synchronization is a big issue i think that's an issue the spawning is an issue on scorched even i think there vtols spawn in the aerospace base um but the VTOL factory, that whole thing is a prefab from the uh, from the library. So that's unchanged on every map, but somehow it's just different. 
with the prefabs, like I have the normal prefabs and it is working and uh, fine, so everything is spawning in the right place. And as soon as I extract the prefab, so you know, uh, remove the objects from the prefab and try to uh, add them, add something to it, or move them, or whatever, the whole thing just breaks. And all I do is just export. <laughs> so, like, so solids, solids alone have big issues with the engine. And I read somewhere in the forums with official support that uh, the mappers are advised to use solids sparingly, like few dozens at most in one place. And we know our, our prefabs are loaded with solids, tens of thousands. Correct. So never use too much prefabs. <laughs> Also, uh, the moving factory that I used didn't uh, have uh, movable areas, only the factory alone, the entity was movable and shown on the minimap. The trick was that the areas didn't move really, they just were disabled for the transition and uh, the, factory will, your channel. Uh, the, the, the factory would merely uh, enabled and disabled, uh, so it was not noticeable that the uh, actual spawning or areas were immovable and always in a fixed place. Yeah, it's pain in the ass. Well, hello, Saberst, or Saberst. Well, which way is your preferred pronunciation? Both is fine. Um, howdy. Hey! Hi. Glad to see you, you make it. Yeah, I'm glad you could make it too. Yeah, we just decided that you're going to be fixing Palisades. Oh, that, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> How did you get into making content for MechWarrior Living Legends? By accident, I guess. Um, I just, the map making thing started with the our wiki project with maps and uh, it uh, led into the what we call XML hacking project it was pretty different uh, approach to the map making yeah Rick Hunter covered a bunch of that uh, Rick were there any uh, uh subjects related to that that you think uh, Saberst could um, uh, uh, cover as well? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, uh, Saberst, you, uh, you kind of figured that out all on your own um, with Urban Jungle and uh, changed um, the way the, the map plays quite a bit. Um, and, well, maybe you can go into, into some high-level uh, explanation on how that all works with map editing or, or the XML editing or I don't know how how detailed we want to get into this. <laughs> yeah, it might, might not so, be necessary for that. Yeah, so, so yeah it, I'm so bad at explaining that stuff. It, well, no, it would make it no time. sense. It, it, it was, but um, yeah, I just was a bit curious what uh, what uh, one could do just by uh, changing uh, the XML. By text editor, very simple, and it led to things that uh, was surprising. 
surprising that it didn't break the game. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saving some of our cool maps that were virtually unplayable and are now playable. Well, you're welcome. But I was just surprised that no one had figured that out before. Because it was, it's quite simple, actually. Um, okay, so uh, what uh, what maps have you made, or or assets of any kind that you've made for uh, Living Legends? Well, all my makings are some kind of remakes or just uh, tweaks on old maps. But the Series 5 map is most of my work. It's based on the Lunacy map, the terrain is mostly same, which is finalizer's map. He gave me the source, thanks for him, to use it as I like. And yeah, the Series 5 is my first one, and currently the only. I was sad to see the uh, the tunnels go, but it's so much more playable now. I really I really appreciate it. That map's pretty darn fun. Yeah, the first thing I did was remove those tunnels. I don't like them, and they caused uh, some issues with the map. I'm not surprised <laughs> that they cause issues. Um. Let's see, and so that basically also covers what you worked on most recently. Um, uh, do you have any future uh, plans for Living Legends? I always have some plans. I'm actually working on Ring of Fire at the moment, making some base turrets and trying to cover some mech traps that's on the map. Do you so, have a source for that? Nope. It's the XML hacking. Oh, nice. So can you actually edit the Terran of the map without the source, right? <laughs> no, no. No, you have to use all kinds of dirty tricks to cover okay. stuff. Okay. Fill it with concrete. <laughs> Snowman. <laughs> oh, yeah. The rig special. <laughs> we depend on the supply of snowmans. <laughs> Not just limited to things that you've contributed, but what sort of map features have you thought were like really interesting or awesome in uh, MechWarrior Living Legends maps? Of course, the extremity features, they're, they're so complex. If you look at the editor, all the stuff that's been made, it's, it's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, I'll second that. It's, it, it's something else. I know about like the whole rotating uh, star uh, uh, skybox. Uh, what else does the uh, what else is like cool with extremity? The how the change of the night and day cycle happens and doesn't break the game actually it just functions and how the uh, water 
freezes and all, all that stuff that happens between the cycles. It's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, I've seen that water freeze and uh, it's rather surprising how infrequently I'll see someone actually get stuck in the ice. Like if they do, it usually is only until the ice finishes freezing and then they're back up on top of the ice uh, with, and they're able to move again. It's only like during the freezing process that they might get a little bit stuck. Uh, when they get stuck under the ice, that doesn't happen too often. So uh, and it's a really awesome feature, being able to drive on top of a surface that was formerly where you would have fallen into the water. Yeah, well, desync can still make some magic happen, but otherwise it should work properly. Man, I don't know what it is about my my computer or my build. What, what uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, I haven't had but a few desync issues for I don't know how long. Uh, I always hear people like every time I play on Thunder Rift. I'll hear someone say that they fell through the floor, and I haven't fallen through the floor on Thunder Rift maybe in a year? I don't know. And I play this game a lot. Because we actually had to make some fixes to to be able to avoid that. Because uh, so uh, holes and tunnels, as, as we already mentioned by service, it's a, they are pretty tricky things in the in the game. So. Um, you have to basically build a good foundation, so to speak, uh, you know, uh, under every object which is which is sort of in this hole or or underground, and to prevent basically fall throughs uh, in case of these things. So, actually, there there are huge concrete blocks uh, behind or beneath each of the mech factories which are underground on any maps, and I put them there to prevent the desync fall through issue. And hopefully they work. Sometimes they can be still, you know, bypass some heavy D things, I guess. But like 95% of the times, I think they are saving people, actually, I, I hope. Solids are treacherous. <laughs> exactly. And this is why I used these brush concrete objects. And those are basically beneath all, all of the, all of the uh, underground factories. I was told that in the beginning the idea was uh, just like crisis that the spawning of the assets is hidden from the player and from the world by uh, enclosure and just like vetoes up to this day uh, it was the idea uh, for them to spawn hidden and then to be raised like the vetoes today in uh, elevators in the main mac bay uh, and so like and so forth but what happened in actuality is that somehow they decided it's broken they don't didn't have time didn't have time to fix it or plan it to but never get to it and they just cut off all the mechanics all the elevators and everything and just made the uh, factories uh, without them but all the old maps still had provision for that uh, to happen by being, being hollow beneath the maps and some maps had uh, literal holes in terrain and the others had just depression depressed holes beneath the spawn, spawn points and that was the uh, main cause that there was the, this uh, possibility when one spawns to fall through 
because something was off in the model or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. They probably went, well, didn't want to see the spawning happen, so it happens. Happens uh, where you can see, in, like in the Vital Factory. In Crisis, uh, it not only is hidden, but if the player manages to get inside the room that where the spawning happens, the factory is killing each uh, uh, entity inside the area of spawning, so the spawning happens without witnesses. <laughs> that's why we have the... Yes, that's why we have the killing blow in the factory entity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's the me More it's email. obviously the means to clear the area so no one can witness the appearing in thin air. It's uh, furthering game immersion, sort of. So uh, yeah, Sabres, what what did you change about um, TC Extremity, or well, I guess it was TSA Extremity when you got your hands on it. Um, I. The plan was to change as little as possible, and the first plan was to actually make the uh, make it like a single cap map, and it actually was was like that because we don't have quite many of those. Only Forsaken is the only one that we have currently. So plan was to have that kind of map, but uh, after playing it while well, I decided to add two caps for it because it didn't play as well as I thought. And of course the flying objects were removed. There's no ASF and VTOL for it because it was meant to be like the Forsaken. Like what we call it, King of the Hill. I know there's a what a, a Acid King of the Hill as well, but is Forsaken's official, right? Yes. Yep. Is it called the map? Called? You remember, I, guys, the small map yeah. with the hill, hill in mid, mid, mid of it. Yeah, it's, it's the only map where you can take the red camel and be hidden. <laughs> yeah, and also the. What's the Ivan's map? Fleege. Fleege stone. What's it called? Yes, it is the other red map. Yes. Flagaton, yeah, right. But it's it's a big uh, TC map, so... But yeah, the red, red color goes well on that map as well. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't you say that map is actually green, the, green the ground, yeah. but... but no, actually, it's, it is. <laughs> it's just a visual trick. With the yeah, yeah. It is reddish, but uh, the actual texture is still still building with the original green color, but you cannot see it because of the lighting. Yeah, the time of day um, control that you have over a map uh, map's look is really substantial. It's actually a huge part of of uh, of the look of the map. Exactly. And to my surprise, back then, it is pre-baked. Like, uh, like only minor uh, part of the lightning is the dynamic, and much of the uh, color is baked when the map is produced and exported.
texturing, painting by hand, painstakingly. It's in the ass, and if you can autofill it, it looks like crap. Right, and then that is the, for me is the crashes within the editor and the map corruption, uh, which is otherwise known as the view distance or or LOD or visual bug. What we had in old TSA Mirage, I guess. Um, so those things can happen, and they are extremely annoying. So I have yeah. to keep like. 20 like working version of the same map during the, the time when I work on the map to, to avoid those things and actually to be able to go back to a working version if I see something is messed up because those things cannot be fixed after it after they happen. So if you have a map corruption, then you're basically just yeah, and you, have to start over. And you don't actually know until you actually load it into the game because the game check mode in the map editor doesn't necessarily catch those problems yeah there is a useful command for that it's something like um, like an occlusion command or something like that which can sometimes help but as you said sometimes you see something which is already happened and in in, in the game already and uh, as i said it cannot be fixed yep i know i'm uh, breaking off the topic for a second but uh sabers thank you so much for fixing extremity because even though there's still plenty of players out there that complain and they're going to complain regardless uh i really do enjoy playing train control on there even when it's a stomp it's such an interesting map to play on yeah thanks for welcome thanks for resurrecting it like it yeah it's it's a lot of fun i mean the thing the thing is is that because of the um the visual um um I wouldn't say difficulty, but uh, uh, the, the, the light change. Challenging. Yeah, it is It is a little bit more challenging for new players to play on. And if you don't know the map flow and then you don't know what you're looking for exactly, um, yeah, you can get, uh, get hit a few times before you realize where it's coming from. Um, but that applies to any uh, low visibility map. And I think a lot of low visibility maps get a lot of um, hate because of that. Um, general frustration of, of players not knowing where they're getting hit from and then already they've lost an arm and um, it's it can be frustrating but that's just you know we can't have all you know super visibility maps and uh, uh, I, I like the dynamicness and uh, the low visibility maps is, is great and with the time of day changes that that even emphasizes it more and of course we've already gotten quite a bit of, bit of people saying well I don't really like the uh, uh, low vis uh, versions or the dark versions of, of certain uh, existing maps, and but you know, have you all ever played on uh, Monument? <laughs> Monument I, I'm sure Ancient Demise has, but uh, Monument Valley uh, nighttime version. Oh God, yeah, there was a few um, Chaos March uh, maps that uh, that we did, and yeah, it's pitch black. It's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> You have to find your enemy by you have to find your enemies by looking for the glow of their weapons. Well, you can use um, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I had in mind. PPCs would rule that map. I should put that back in uh, in rotation and see how many people can <laughs> do it. I am risking to break again the topic, but I would like regarding mapping. I would like to thank Rick for hosting the release maps 
and for hosting some of of, of the other files like for instance that one uh, time when we had no working uh, editor it I think it was 0.10.1 release that he hosted for us kindly and uh, also uh, Rick you are one of the pillars of this com community and I just want to tell you we appreciate it very much well, thank you, thank you very much, and I think it's, we're all part of we're all part of the community, and we're all trying to um, add our our areas of of influence as much as possible to make this game always uh, get a little bit better. Yeah, a little more enjoyable. Yeah. Also, I would I would like to thank Sabrist for the DPS calculations and for, for solving finally that topic we stumbled so much uh, over it for so long okay i use those uh the uh calculations uh the weapon re uh, readouts like the damage per second and stuff sometimes to compare and contrast variants and different uh uh loadouts for mechs uh as and sometimes to convince people to um uh, uh like Invictus, for example, to actually accept it into the into the game. So there there are a few uh, out there that uh, exist because I was able to draw a compelling argument from those those uh, those bits of data. It is still ongoing effort, but Sebrist helped helped a lot in, in that regard. Uh, so with uh, Extremity, one thing I was going to say about the low light conditions there. Uh, is I actually have a really, really good technique for being able to see really well on that map, uh, and I don't even have to use night vision or anything. Well, what is it? DirectX 9. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I haven't even checked how, how it looks with that. The game looks a lot worse with DirectX 9, but I'm always playing on my awful laptops, so uh, it makes sense that I would run it in DirectX 9 anyway. Um, let's see. What yeah, else? that's actually I can tell you about uh, how difficult it's to make uh, the lighting to be exactly the same for everyone. Someone always tells you that it's too dark, or someone tells it's too light, but because of the settings, different settings and setups people have, the lighting will differ very much. Thanks to Sabrist, I also have bound the HDR uh, toggle on a K, F9, a, F8, I think, and since then I also have a great success in discovering enemies. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's helpful. On some maps. I'm just glad that we can't turn off clouds because that, like, uh, uh, I remember that was the in inspiration to uh, keep clouds on all the time came from uh, Ring of Fire. Personal nerf. Mm hmm. Actually, yeah, going to the whole DX uh, 9 versus 10 and such. Um, whatever works best for the for the player is obviously the most important thing. What is the most stable? 
um, in general, um, uh, the the best way to 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 see the map how it was intended um, to be to be seen is to uh, neutralize or set your um, gamma brightness and contrast settings in uh, in crisis to the default settings. Um, the minute you start playing with those um, settings, will drastically or potentially drastically affect the look and the um, feel of the uh, of the map and sometimes if you set it the wrong way it becomes let's say low vis maps become almost unplayable because you can't see anything especially during night um, or or uh, some other maps that have a very bright uh, setting will be like snowblind um, yeah exactly uh, you're you're uh, Viewport will be almost uh, completely blinded, and you won't be able to see any real features. So it's it, quite important to 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 set that to the default settings if possible. And if you want to adjust it, it's best if you actually adjust your monitor uh, to the to the proper settings, um, and that you don't have any that your contrast is not set too high or your brightness is not set too low um, to 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 properly uh, see what. What should be seen? Any of y'all have any last uh, comments? Yeah, did you cover the uh, two questions? Um, features map players like most, and features are hardest. Oh, uh, you did the hardest to deal with, right? So, what features map players like most? Do you think? Oh yeah. Uh, so, what uh, what map features do you think uh, the players of Living Legends like the most? Sand. <laughs> yep. I would like trees. to point out. They like buildings too, though. The debug gun is also very well received. Uh, while there are plenty complaining, I still see plenty of using them. Which gun? Debug gun. What does it do actually? Uh, just play Scorch it and get in one dropship and find it out. Yeah, it uh, gives some info for everyone who's playing the. Uh, every texture you point at uh, shows the file name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And people think that their system has been hacked, and generally, they uh, some people will 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 overreact and then uh, say that their that their system or the server has been hacked. It's only twenty twenty. It is expected to overreact. Uh. <laughs> let's, let's not encourage that, and hopefully we can get that uh, that removed because it does cause some. That that was never intended to reach the release, but it slipped through. Yeah, that's all right. I got hacked by Living Legends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, sand debug gun. Uh, what other features do you think players like the most? Clear uh, sight lines. <laughs> Yeah, long sidelines. I think the ideal map is an open sandy field. <laughs> which is caught in the same Dead Valley? Who said Dead Valley? <laughs> well, the nice thing about Death Valley, even though it's open, um, the approaches that you can take going from one base to the other can vary, and it doesn't necessarily bottleneck um, um, in one area uh, very easily. Yeah, if you take a brawler, odds are good that you might be able to get from post to post without having to deal with long-range weapons, uh, as long as you're uh, careful and select the right route. 
And that's why when I use LRMs on that map, I typically uh, use them on uh, a fast asset or one that can um, do 360 torso, like the uh, PPC ACM uh, avatar. Yeah. There is one thing we didn't cover, perhaps enough. Uh, maybe it is uh, enough as a topic for some next show like this uh, podcast. Uh, it happens more often than not that one sole mapper that creates one map cannot carry through to finish it to the full finished level of features and game flow. Perhaps the handing over of the maps uh, while in, still in the process of creation could be discussed some more, perhaps in some other podcast. Hmm. Yeah, it would be nice to have a uh, some sort of a like repository for uh, maps that are in progress uh, as both a backup so you don't lose your progress but also uh, a backup for the purpose of someone else to pick up your project. Yeah, that'd be great. You mean for the sort of the community? Because... Yeah. Yes, the community uh, because uh, the official maps somehow get the attention they need but the community maps uh, often uh, both uh, lose sources because there is no repository in the open and uh, often lose interest because the mapper somehow just loses free time or interest but the map deserves further development yet never receives any. You know what the solution is though? Um, join a team. Because in the old days then, when, when community mapping was a, was a bigger thing and uh, more frequent and more people did it, then, then they never really shared the, you know, the source file. This is why we don't have anything for Arbor Jungle and, and Ring of Fire, etc. So we lost so many because um, it was not a thing to share uh, the, your Christ files, actually. The recommended method with, with versioning control, SVN or whatever, could or maybe should be somewhat easier to implement and to solve uh, right this is issue. Yeah, as ancient mentioned, join the team and there you have it. <laughs> I might consider it in the end. Yeah. So, thank you so much for coming, uh, Ancient Demise, Firehound, Ivan. Rick Hunter, Sabrist, uh, it's a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much. This has been Returning to Base, a Mech Warrior Living Legends podcast. And as always, a shout out to Timothy Seals for our intro music and Shivaxi for our outro music. See you next time.